Since the podcast comes out every two weeks, on the off weeks we share diction tips, short videos from the Diction Police Special Diction Unit focusing on a specific word or topic in lyric diction. For more diction tips, check out our YouTube channel. You can find the link at www.dictionpolice.com. You can also follow the Diction Police on Facebook or Twitter at Diction Police. In French, we get a lot of digraphs, and especially the combination of EU seems to come together a lot. How can we tell whether this is an open or a closed sound, or how can we tell what sound this is supposed to make? Yeah, the digraph EU does appear quite a bit, and there are three possible sounds for it. It can either be O slash, O E, or the lowercase Y. To determine uh, which one you will use, you have to look at the spelling and, the, and essentially the position of the digraph in the word. So we will get the O slash when that EU forms the last sound in the word. For instance, in the word feu, or in the word for two in French, de. Even though the word for two ends with a consonant, right? Yes, but that consonant, the, the X in this case, is silent. So the, the last pronounced sound is that EU digraph, and in this case, therefore, it will become the O slash. And the other case where we will have the O slash, it's when that EU is followed by either a phonetic Z or the phonetic T in French. For example, with the word joyeuse or the word neutre, the EU is followed by Z or T, and therefore it will, it will be pronounced O slash. And joyeuse is the feminine form of joyeux, so we can just keep thinking along the same lines with that word, right? Exactly, and in joyeux we have our first case scenario where the EU is the last pronounced sound in the word, and therefore it is also the O slash. Okay. Now, EU can also be pronounced OE, and this will happen when it's followed by any consonant or glide other than Z or T. So, for instance, in the word bonheur, we have EU followed by R, and the R is pronounced, so it will be an OE. Or the word linceul, again, we have the EU followed by the L that is pronounced, and therefore it will also be an OE. What about the number for nine? The number for nine in French is neuf. So this is the EU followed by a pronounced F, and therefore it will also be OE. And lastly, EU can also be pronounced lowercase y, so U. And this is much rarer, and this will happen with some of the forms of the verb to have, avoir, when you conjugate it. So if you see EU on its own, this is the past participle of the verb to have, and it will be pronounced U as in j'ai eu, I've had. That can come up pretty often, right? Yes, that's very, very common. And you can see why, because the, the past participle of to have is a, very, it's a common auxiliary verb, so it will, it will be very frequent in the language. Yeah. More seldom, however, are the other forms of to have where this happens, which tend to be in the subjunctive case in French. And more specifically, the uh, imparfait du subjunctif, so the, the past tense of the subjunctive. Que j'eusse eu, qu'il eut eu, que nous eussions eu, where all these EUs are going to be pronounced with a lowercase y. But that doesn't happen all that much. But sometimes it will, because since we deal with poetic texts, these more archaic verb tenses can still happen. So you will see that every once in a while. Yeah, I think there's one an song where 
that comes up constantly. Exactly. This is in uh, Quand je fus prise au pavillon. In the second stanza, I believe, we have Si j'eus été esmerillon ou que j'eus eu aussi bonnel. And there we have every version of it that we can have. Exactly. And it looks very strange and confusing, but these are definitely lowercase y's. But 99 times out of 100, it's going to be either the OE or the O slash, right? That's correct. So that's the main decision that you have to make when you encounter the digraph EU. And as a last little note, I'll mention that there are a few exceptional words that don't follow the rule. But most of the time, the, the rules that we laid out here are pretty reliable. Okay. Someone had asked about the loi de position. What does that mean? And, and could that have an effect on these vowels? The loi de position states that the closed or open quality of a vowel will change according to the placement of that syllable in the word. And this is mostly something that describes what happens in the spoken language, where some vowels uh, shift a little bit depending on where they are. In lyric diction, since we, we spend much more time on each vowel sound, I, I don't think that that rule is uh, all of that helpful. It becomes very complicated. So I think the, 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 the better rules to use are the ones we, we spoke about here.